You are now listening to the Do Something Good Today podcast brought to you by Everybody's Juice, a podcast reminding you to do something good today for your body, mind, or soul. Are you having trouble sleeping, fatigue, and low energy getting the best of you every day? From time to time, it's good to give your body a rest from the stresses of everyday life. We can't control everything, but we can control what we put in our mouths. You might want to try a juice cleanse from Everybody's Juice, offering three, five, and seven-day juice cleanses with organic fruit and vegetables. A cleanse from Everybody's Juice is a good way to give your digestive system a break so your body can heal and repair itself quickly. Feed yourself pure nutrition that your body can absorb immediately. Help your liver and kidneys detoxify your body. Give your body what it needs to slim down and have more energy. Participating in a cleanse helps you break old, bad food habits such as eating out of boredom, eating too much junk food, etc. By going on a juice cleanse, you give yourself the opportunity to start fresh and reset your body. All our cleanses come with a guide that prepares you before, during, and after the cleanse. If it's your first time, we know that the thought of a cleanse can be a little intimidating. Our cleanse program is designed so that the during is just as enjoyable as the after. Each juice in our cleanse is specifically created to nourish the body while flushing out toxins. Whether you are a newbie, amateur, or pro, give it a try and your body will love you for it. Go to everybodysjuice.com and use code EJUICE20 to take $20 off your first juice cleanse. So were you always this? What's good, beloveds? We are back with another episode of the Do Something Good Today podcast brought to you by Everybody's Juice. Today we're joined by a good man, a smart man, my brother, Jason Gray. Uh, hello, Zumble. Jason, welcome back, beloved. Man, what's going on, boss man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I can't complain, man. Let's get right into it. You know, last time we talked on air, maybe it was two years ago, I want to say, going through a pandemic. Damn, it's yeah, been that long? it's been that long, bro. It's been that long, man. Everybody still up in their house. Curfews are still going on. Yeah. Everything practically shut down except for travel to Saloon, right? So, being said, yeah, it's been that damn, long. It's been man. that long. A lot has happened since that time, right? Yeah, man, a lot of growth and development. Yeah. So, what was the what was the biggest lesson that you took from the past two years of you know this this isolation period, so to speak? Man, the biggest lesson, man, is to hmm. That's a good question. I think the biggest lesson that I learned was never stop, you know, striving for your purpose, right? You can't let these external forces stop you from what you ultimately trying to do. And when it's so much going around, it's easy for you to fall to wayside to what it is that you're trying to do. Um, you know, so what what I did was after I figured out like, man, I got to, you know, continue to you know, stay on my purpose. Cause when that, when the pandemic happened, everything fell off. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about in my personal life and the goals that I wanted to achieve, you know, all of that stuff fell off when, you know, I know hindsight is 2020, but it really shouldn't have. I'm not saying I didn't get things accomplished, but I just think I, I, I learned that, you know, I, I probably should have stayed a little bit more focused, you know? Um, yeah, man. So let's, I mean, let's talk about it, man. I mean, so much is unraveled. I mean, new trivia games, new streaming service, you know, yeah. films, you know, film festivals. 
I mean, all within yeah, a man. time period of two years. Now, the average person, it may take 10 years to accomplish this much, right? But you kind of yeah. put it in within two years. I mean, you've been grinding. So what was the process yeah. of getting out of that quote-unquote funk, right? And understanding that you have to yeah. be in your purpose. Because I think you men, we always have like a need to create, right? Because that's what, so to speak. Yeah. Man, honestly, I didn't really get out of the funk. So, like during the pandemic, I was obviously we was I was doing a lot of writing um, because we were shooting films during the pandemic. But again, like I wasn't focused like I needed to be. I um, mean, and it's more so ignorance because I didn't know where I needed to go to figure out how to become better at what I was doing. But you know, I'm gonna refer to this a lot. Is you know, just start somewhere and you'll get to where you're going. But Things didn't start shifting until January 1st of this year. Um, you know, that's when I was like, man, it's time to get focused. It's time to take this to the next level. Um, it was like, if I want to become good at screenwriting, I need to get some help. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm one of them people that I'll just figure it out. Um, you know, so what I did was... And I mean, shit, I posted it in my story. I was like, I'm going on this journey. It was January 1st. I'm going to write 12 scripts this year by the end of the year. I wrote 12 by July, you know. Um, so I think, man, it was just, man, it was just about staying, you know, just, 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 just staying focused, man. Um, and, and that's what I did. You know, that, that was the beginning of the journey that I'm on now. Um, just locking in with that, you know. So with small business owners and, and entrepreneurs, with you know looking for help, right? It's it's kind of weaponized because entrepreneurs like yeah. the journey falls on us ultimately. So looking for help is kind of it can be looked at as like a weak thing. But with your process yeah. of getting yeah. into like a new venture with film writing and things like that, you know, how did you go about speaking? Yeah. you know, a mentor to kind of help you better navigate the journey. Honestly, um. Finding my mentor was kind of on accident, right? Um, so when I started writing scripts, in January 1st, I wrote a script. And I submitted it to this website that do, like, um, you know, script reading and give you feedback based on, um, you know, the script that you sent. So what happened was I'm working on this script called um, Squeeze. And the guy, he, you know, like, we, I would always get the same guy who would read my script. And, you know, I was like sending, he'll send me the feedback on a Monday. I'll send it back to him Tuesday. He'll send me back Wednesday. I'm send, so it was this constant thing. And one day he just emailed me and was like, I mean, you working really hard on this script. You know, he was like, let's not go through, you know, this website. Because every time I submitted, I had to pay. Like I'm had to pay $70. And I did it like before he emailed me, I did it at least six times. So I'm spending money and I'm and even after that, you know, because I would want to get other people to read my stuff, too. So anytime I would submit my stuff, I had to pay for that. But it was like, that's my school. I was paying for school. Like, how else would I learn how to write? And you got to pay for that. Um, but anyway, he had emailed me and we was just talking back and forth. And he was just like, you know, he was loving what I was doing. Um, and the fact that I was able to make these changes so fast. You know, and he was just like, just send it to me and we'll just correspond via email. Um, 
And that's that's really how that got started. And it was on my journey to actually learning how to write a script. I didn't really learn, learn until maybe March of this year. You know, everything for me kind of changed this year. But around March is when I was like, oh, I get it now. All of this stuff is starting to make sense. Because at first, anything we've done before that, I was just writing. I ain't know nothing about no setups. I ain't know nothing about no first act, second act, third act. I'm just writing, you know. But you got to get started, you know. And by me starting this journey years ago, it led me to becoming the writer that I am now. So you said things turned around propagation, yeah. right? But let's back up, you know, understanding that, you know, you your start, like your notoriety is derived from 90s pop culture, creating trivia games, yeah. things like yeah. that, live events. Right? Yeah. How the passion for the writing stories even come about? I mean, this it, it, it stems from just the era that I grew up in. Um, you know, and the beauty part about it was I figured out a way to quote unquote monetize something that I was passionate about. Um, you know, it's a large demographic of people like us who still have these fond memories of this era, right? You know, so even when I'm on Instagram, like I know what make people tick every day. You know, none of that stuff is by accident. You know, I know when I post certain stuff, it's gonna get a response. And you know, to with to my knowledge, through the last couple of years. So let me bring it back. A couple years ago, like right when a pandemic started, I around the pandemic, I had stopped doing the trivia games. But I told I told Rick and them, I told y'all this. The best thing that I did was I continued to post every day and interact with my consumers right or my audience so what 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 happened was was that i'm doing this every day like we we all going through the pandemic everybody going through some everybody looking for some form of um entertainment whatever you know so i go through that it's just like man i don't want to do these trivia games no more after we got the cease and desist letter from martin and his people it just kind of was like man whatever I'm, i'm i'm over it now um, you know, and it kind of, and, and that was kind of like the, the, the downward spiral for me. Cause after that, I'm just like, I don't really want to do nothing. You know, I'm writing, but I ain't writing, writing, you know, it's just like, uh, I'm gonna write some stuff, but it's just like, I don't know what to do next. Cause that was a, a, a big chunk of everything that I was doing, the trivia games. And I just kind of lost my, my, my motivation for it. But, you know, b- before that, I just know. It's a lot of people that love the 90s. You post something and it takes them back to that moment. It makes them emotional. And people buy stuff and they interact with stuff that make them feel a certain way. You know, and that's what this 90s thing do. You know, it's very like a niche, um, you know, these, these, these niche products. And I know that people, when, when, when they interact with it, I'm making them feel a certain way, whether good or bad. But it takes them back to that moment, you know. So that's how all of this all of this got started. Just, you know, understanding who my audience was and my demographic and how do I cater to what they like and dislike. So I think people underestimate how much volume it really takes to be successful, yeah. right? Because... 
think that, you know, I, I have this idea, I put pen to paper, I create this trivia card yeah. game, and boom, yeah. I post it and it's supposed to take yeah. off, right? But it's like, it's so wrong. Yeah, man, like, and, it's ups and downs. Like, it, even when we was at the peak, I'm talking about years ago, you know, there was ups and there was, like, it's nothing that you can do about it. You know, and when you don't have the resources of, let's say, a, a white owned company, like you really out here bootstrapping this thing, figuring it out as you go. But the trick that I figured out that I tell people is steal from white people. Right. Because let's say there's a white business that's doing something similar to what I'm doing. Right. Like they didn't already did the groundwork. So why can't, you know, like they, they understand the market and they did the research, even though the demographics are different, you still got to be able to adjust based on your demographic. So I can like my big thing is I'm hyper aware of everything, you know, so I can look at something and see something and be like, damn, that's cold. And I'm t- specifically talking about when I see some cool white shit, they don't do a lot of cool shit, but sometimes they do. I'd be like, damn, how could I? Do this, but do it in my way. And then I could, like, like they done did all the research. So now I know where to go, and I know exactly what to take, and then create for myself. And that's really the trick to it when you don't have nothing. You know, a lot of people are not resourceful. Everybody want to be super original. You don't got enough money. It costs a lot of money to be original. It's, it's the main reason why Hollywood keep making the same stuff over and over again. Because it's already a built-in um, consumer base with these movies that they keep making. You know, with this 90s stuff, it's already a built-in consumer base. I'm not reinventing the wheel. You know, and I'm not scared to admit that, yeah, like, I be stealing from white people all the time. Like, that's just what I do. Thank you. Like, they owe us. So, with your your process of film writing, like okay. who are some people that you are looking to? When you're looking at certain films, and certain directors and producers. Like, is there anybody out there that you're looking at and getting inspiration from? So, I think my main my main source of inf- um, inspiration was I go on YouTube and watch BTS of directors. So, like. What really got me thirsty, like, I got to do this, is watching the behind the scenes of um, The Social Network with David Fincher. And they showed, like, him, like, they, it's like four hours worth of footage. And I would just be in the bed just on YouTube watching it. But it's like somebody is filming him as they're filming a the movie, you know. So when he cut and he's going to interact with the, with the actors and how he interacts with the crew, you know, I'm like... That's how I want it to be because, again, unless you go to school for this, ain't no manual out here. You know, so YouTube has always been my best friend. YouTube and Google has always been my best friend. So I'm on YouTube and then they got him when he did the girl with the dragon tattoo. And I'm just sitting there watching it and seeing how he's able to, you know, talk to, um, you know, his 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 cast in these like you know esoteric terms where it's just like man how is he making them you know understand it and then they get it when you know and that's kind of the point that I want to get to and he's just so detailed with everything that he say so you know it's it's that and then I read a lot 
So if I if I go on my Kindle iPad, I got at least fifteen books on writing, you know, films and you know all of this different stuff. I follow this guy on Twitter called Scott Myers. He posts up. He, actually, he just came out with a book that kind of like started helping me understand. Like, damn, that's how this shit work. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very research heavy. You know, I'm a student. I you know I I first I just do. I don't overthink, I don't overcomplicate, and then I become a student. So right now, as I'm learning, I'm becoming, I'm a student of this stuff. And, you know, that's where I get my inspiration from. And I could just be watching a movie, and it could be one scene, and I could be like, damn, what if I wrote a film that's like this? Blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? But, again, it's just me being hyper aware of everything that's happening when I'm watching TV, when I'm online, you know, that's... You know, that's kind of how I came up with Sing a Dream. You know, it's just being aware of what's working and not trying to reinvent the wheel because we don't got money like that Absolutely. right now. Now, this is the Do Something Good Today podcast, and, you know, we value people who are doing good things, right? So what type of stories are you telling within a film, right? Because I think those are that's important to for the audience yeah. to understand because when we look at television now and just Hollywood in general, yeah. like the stories that we grew up on, you know, family environment, black families together, things like that. Like, those are not stories that are being told right now, right? So, talk right. about the importance of your storytelling and, and why it's so prevalent to do these types of stories. So, we're going to start from January 1st until now, when I was like, I'm locked in, I'm locked and loaded. Um, you know, I had to figure out, what am I going to do different from the average writer trying to get, especially black writer, um, and my big thing was like, I want to put black people in environments that they are normally not seeing succeeding, right? Or there's an issue. So, you know, we just did the pitch meeting. It's about a, there's no billion dollar, um, black owned tech companies, right? So the pitch meeting was about a guy that's trying to turn his tech company into a billion dollar business, right? We don't see that on TV. Um, you know, we got this film where this pilot that I wrote called Squeeze about this um, black owned cannabis company. But it's just all about trying to put black people in these different environments and showing them succeeding. And that's kind of where I'm at with it now. OK, so yeah. understanding that, you know, you're, you're tapping into a new venture, right? You go from making trivia cards and, you know, understanding yeah. pop culture, being an expert on 90s pop culture to transition into, you know, film writing. Was there any yeah, doubt yeah. that crept up in your mind? Like, can I really be like a screenwriter? Like, am I, am I truly built for the grind to get this done? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I had really any doubts the reason why I didn't have any doubts is because we were creating our own stuff, right? You know, you start having doubts about stuff when you know you got to depend on somebody else to give you an opportunity. And that's one of the things that I stand on is I'm not waiting for nobody to give me no opportunity. I'm going to create my own opportunity with my people. And then that's how we're going to get our shit off, right? So when I got into it, you know, we had did Varnell, you know, we did it with other people, Whatever, it didn't go how we expected. Um, you know, so me and Rick got together and was like, man, we can create our own stuff and we'll figure it out as we go. Like that's we've always been like that since we were like little kids. Like when we were kids, we I wanted to learn how to pitch 
and he wanted to be a catcher, we would legit go to the library, read books about how to pitch and how to be a bat catcher, and then we'll go outside and apply that stuff. Even with video games, you know, like we was always in creation mode. Like we would used to be in there creating players on Sega Genesis. You know, Rick called me and I just created Kareem Abdul Jabbar. We talking about the football player. He's a player for the Dolphins. And I come home and then now we in there just creating players all day. That just goes to show that we don't wasn't waiting for the game to do it. We gonna do it ourselves. You know, and that's that's kind of always been my mentality is if if never just I'm just not waiting on nobody because people don't believe in you as much as you think they do. So sometimes you got to get out there and you just got to show them like, look, I don't need you know I don't need to go kiss nobody's ass. I'm gonna we're gonna figure it out on our own. So that's that's just how we've always operated. So this leads me to my next question, beloved. So you know, is it do you? I want to like this is your personal preference, your personal opinion. You think it's worth risking job, comfort, and security for unplanned future and dreams? Because, like, we all have aspirations, right? We all have things that we yeah. have to want to yeah. accomplish, want to do. Some people, yeah. you yeah. know, they never get to that because they have a nine-to-five job. So maybe paying them $85,000, dollars and they, they kind of put yeah. their foot around on getting yeah. around to just step one. Just like you said, just doing it. Just making some type of action, right? So they may not feel like they need to take that leap yeah. because they have that comfort and security of a nine to five. What are your thoughts? Man, I think the the biggest thing that I think people suffer from is, you know, having self awareness about what their capabilities are. Um, you know, we live in a world now where it's the glorification of entrepreneurship. Everybody can't do this, man. And I used to be one of them people that used to be like, man, fuck them jobs, man. But, man, this even at the levels of success that I've had, like, you have to be able to endure this stuff. And most people are not built like that. Like, most people aren't built like that. Like, it look good when you see somebody winning, but you don't know what's happening on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I create a game and it pop off. And then it'll go some days where I might don't get no sales. You know, are you going to get discouraged and quit? You know, people got these ideas. You know, they want to, they post it and then they don't get no likes or no retweets and no comments. And now they like, dang, did I mess up? You know what I'm saying? Or I got to go figure out something else. Uh, and, and and people don't have, you know, they, they not only do they lack self-awareness, but it's the consistency part of it, you know. Like, it's a reason why I could take two years off and come back and create a game, and then it becomes one of the hottest games out. It's because I had stayed consistent. Like, you can't just be like, I want to create something, I'm going to create it and disappear. Like, what are you doing every day to make sure that you're putting your product or your business or your services in the best position to succeed? You know, um, and... Once you get caught up into these vanity metrics, you're done. Like it's just it's, it's 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 that simple. And a lot of people, you know, they that's what they do it for the the vanity metrics, and that's 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 how a lot of people feel. So you know, I I, I would say you know if you have something and you like really passionate about it, and you you know you 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 really ready to down that hill, then go for it. But if you know you're the type of person that 
want to just switch up when stuff ain't going right. Yeah, because I, I think with entrepreneurship, I, I feel like you have to be a just a slight bit of insane, right? Just just a little who's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like, like that. You gotta have self awareness to be yeah. like, ah, you know what? Yeah. I ain't gonna be able to do this. So, yeah. you know, that's like I'm the most delusional person you will ever meet. You know, but yeah. I'm, luckily, I had people around me that kind of get me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I come up with these ideas, they don't just be some shit. I just was just sleep, and I just woke up and was like, you know what, I want to do. It's something that I I had some thought about. And it's probably something that I've seen work to some capacity. And I figured out a way that I could do it. And I ain't saying everything that I do work. But, I I mean, I have a decent success rate with stuff when I'm trying to create something. You know, at least for me anyway, where I was like, you know what? I did that shit. Whether it go this or like this, I'm just like, you know what? I created it. I can move on. You know, but I'm a hyper delusional you know like i nothing i feel like nothing can stop me from doing what i want to do it's nothing you know i'm always figure it out and 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 i'm with you on that because i feel like to me my personal preference i don't feel like there's no such thing as failure i think that a lot of people get into business and they say it's gonna pop off within the first year but some people may not get their big break until like year six year seven year eight And it goes yeah. back to what you were saying, like being consistent. So how how long are you willing to do the same thing for five to six, seven, eight hours every a day for six years yeah. without getting that gratitude that you think you deserve? Because people think that we just popped up and was making trivia games. Like I like we was making T-shirts four years before that. And wasn't nobody buying none of our T-shirts, you know. And then we created the Martin T-shirts, and then that worked. And then that started, that built up our small audience. And then that just kind of translated and transferred over to doing trivia games. But before that, wasn't nobody buying our stuff. Like me and Rob was in my studio apartment with the heat press, pressing them, posting them online. No likes. We had a launch. People online making fun of our stuff. And we talking about in Chicago. Like one of the biggest brands in Chicago was like, man, don't support that weak shit. Like legit said that. Yeah. You know, wasn't nobody like people that was cool with us when we posted it. You know, it wasn't to their liking. So they disassociated themselves with us. But we kept going. We kept going. And eventually it worked out. And this that's why we are where we are right now. Because, yeah, I mean, we had moments where we kind of stopped doing stuff. But over in the grand scheme of things we really never stopped we just kept trying stuff and doing stuff and eventually it got us to this point to where we're at now let's talk about how wellness and just keeping in wellness when i'm talking about wellness i'm saying physical and mental, yeah. right like when yeah. we talk about entrepreneurship like it can be it can be tackled it can be yeah. draining it can be very demanding yeah. right and you know the process of trying to run the business, trying to run a profitable yeah. business, and then yeah. making sure, you know, your physical health is intact, your mental health is intact, you're, you're showing up for yourself, right? Yeah. Talk about yeah. like, how, like, what's your process of checking off boxes, like, each and every day to make sure, like, when you lay your head on that pillow, that your stress levels are not elevated. The biggest thing, the change that I feel like is changing my life, and this just happened 
a month and a half ago, two months, is creating a morning routine. Um, so let's say in the beginning of August. So let's take it pre-pandemic, right? You know, like I used to be in the gym. Like we used to work out. You know, my homegirl sends me a picture from one of our events, and I'm looking at my arms. I'm like, dang, like I was, you know, like I, I could tell, like I was eating right, I was lifting, you know. But then when the pandemic come, I stopped going to the gym, I stopped working out. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm already not like this big guy anyway. So, you know, I'm looking flabby and shit. So I want to say the beginning of the August, I walk by the mirror and I'm just like, man, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? I'm looking, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking yeah. frail, flabby. I'm just like, it's just a sight to not want to see. And I didn't like what I saw. And remember... A month prior to that, I had called you and was like, man, I'm about to get in the gym and do this, mm-hmm. you know, but for whatever reason, I just, I wasn't there yet mentally, but I, I took that, you know, and this is about just being self-aware and looking at yourself in the mirror and just having some real conversations. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I bullshit you not. I, I took all my clothes off, butt naked. And I was like, is this how you look? You know, like, I feel like. We creating stuff. We on this path of success. And I want to look the part too. Right? Like something now when I walk yeah. down the street, yeah. you know, I, I work out every day. Like I feel like my shoulders are out now. My chest is like I want a, a different level of swag. But that's because I created a morning routine. Right. So I remember when I when, when I decided I was going to do this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till September 1st to do it. This is on a Sunday. And I sat down and I was like, damn, if I start today, imagine what I actually look like on September 1st, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I call up my trainer. You know, I'm like, I'm ready. I go in the refrigerator. I throw everything out, everything. I go to the grocery store. I go to Target. I start doing all of this stuff. And I just created this morning routine. Here it goes. Every morning I get up. I get up. I make my bed up. After I make my bed up, I pray. After I pray, I eat some fruit and drink some water. Then I go work out. When I'm done, this is every morning. When I'm done working out, I come back, I drink a protein shake. After the protein shake, I set up my station for work. Computers, laptop, um, you know, I got a Mac, the Big Mac. Like a, it's like a whole station. I set it up, I jump in the shower. I got a I, I started creating a skincare routine every morning before um uh, every morning and every night, like skincare, three step, boom, 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 boom. The skin is looking good on here. I'm seeing. I do this every morning when I get out the shower. Do my skincare routine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do a teeth whitening thing once a week. You know, I all of that stuff. Like I do this, and it was just like because it's discipline, and I feel like I want to get to the next level. I have to create some kind of discipline because prior to this, I was just I was freestyling, and I'm like. Look at what you get when you kind of freestyling it. But when you add some structure to your life, you good. I create so after I get out the shower, do all of that, um, I make me some tea, you know, pop my vitamins, and I get to work. And then whenever I, when I'm tired, I'll take me a nap. Like I don't, I don't even play with that. I used to be like, ain't no nap. We focus. But you know, I know how to get, I know how to get things done and take a break. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. But no, you know, and I'm drinking, you know, two, three proteins and I got like the bulk. Yeah. Like in the last month and a half, I'm up 10 pounds. Like that, that's just how is like I was, you know. Uh, 
I'm, I, I, I'm in my purpose now. You know, so my skin, my teeth, my body, my mind, my image, my social, my social. Like, now when I go out, like, I make it a purpose to just talk to people. You know what I'm saying? When I'm out talking, you know, just anybody, yeah. just holding random conversations because yeah. I want to be able to make sure my social skills are up. Because as an entrepreneur, we spend 95% of our time alone, you know, so that part of our life always suffered. So when I'm in Walgreens or something, I talk to the cashier. What's up? That night we, um, we, you know, like, like I'll just go talk to random women, not I want to talk to them or yeah. holler at them, but it's just to build up my social skills, man. And you know, I don't, I, I don't want to be shy. You know, I don't want to be if somebody, you know, like we were sitting at the bar and the girl, she had some nice teeth. I was like, you have some beautiful teeth. You know what I'm saying? Prior to this, I would have never said that. I just would have thought it in my mind. But I feel like I have a routine. So at night before I go to bed, shower, wash up. Brush my teeth, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to do all this stuff sometimes, yeah. but I do it yeah. every night. It's part of my routine. If I don't do that, I don't feel right the next morning. And I've been doing it for two months straight. I feel good, and I'm and I'm looking yeah. good, man. You know, That's yeah, man. Like the skin is glistening. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when people, you know, see me and be like, man, like I see your arms and like my body feel tighter now. You know what I'm saying? It just I, I feel different, you know, and I got to attribute this to you because when y'all be in a group message, when y'all yeah. used to be on talking about y'all health stuff, you know, I used to just be like, yeah, but, you know, seeing, you know, you, you know, like the last, I don't know, one of the last shoots we had, you know, I could look at, I mean, like, man, Najee's a, a nice looking guy. Like, he's built, like, I'm like, that's where I need to get myself to. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was just like, I got to get to it. And, you know, I started, I defined my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in my purpose right now. You know, there ain't no distractions. Like, I'm all about these goals. Like, I, we launched a streaming service, created a game, wrote scripts all in a month because I know my purpose. I'm focused and I'm not letting nothing take me away from that. And all of this plays a part in all of this stuff, you know, this structure and this discipline that I'm trying to create within my life. And I'm nothing like nothing comes before my purpose and my working out and my mental health. And I want to expand on that because I feel like men get a lot of backlash for putting our purpose ahead, number one, above everything yeah. else. But I think a lot of people don't understand is that that's how men are wired. Like we're wired to yeah. have something to create. We need something to, to do, like something to put our hands on and actually manage and work on. Because if we don't, yeah. we don't fight for like a man, right? A man should all, well, not should. But most men have yeah. the, the mindset of, I need to be able to create something. Like, once I yeah. finish this, yeah. it's on to this. Once this, and I'm on to that. Because that's how we're wired. If, we don't, if yeah. we're not creating, we, we don't feel like we're actually stepping into our purpose and can actually lead a family if that's, you know, the true desire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, when you and your purpose, you attract the things that need to be in your life because you focus it's like divine intervention with it you know 
only, you know, only whatever spiritual being you believe in, like they see that you putting in the work. So then it's going to, you know, they're going to make sure that it's attracting the things that, that you need to do. And if a man, if, if, a, if, if a, you like, I don't like to deal with people that don't have a purpose. It's like, what are we what are we doing here? Because I see you, you know, working hard on your business. You know, that shit that inspired me to want to continue to work hard on my business, man. You know, and I hate to use this term because it's like such a derogatory term, it seems like. But by me being in my purpose, you know, I want to become a high value man. Right. And I don't mean in the sense of for women. Right. I mean, in the sense of creating this environment for the people around me to feel like, you know, I'm associated with somebody that's of high value because then that means I can um, I can produce things or I can be an inspiration to them and maybe and, and inspire them. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want people around me that's comfortable where they are because I don't know a lot of people. I don't know anybody that's like I'm cool. You know where I'm at. You know, and if you are, you are. But you know, I want to be in that top one percent. So people that so when we out together. Me, you, Rick, Rob, and whoever, you know, they they about their purpose. And I can tell, you know, it ain't it could be men, it could be women, whoever looking at us, but we have to start setting higher standards for ourselves. You know, during that pandemic, like I you know, I ain't had no purpose. Like I, I I'm writing, but I don't know what I'm striving to do. But now I know exactly where I'm going and what I'm trying to do. You know, and that's all about having a purpose. And I want to be the highest value man for me that I can possible. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of that's 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 where I'm at with this, man. We 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 turning up. Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, I, I love that. So before we wrap up, we gotta talk about the streaming service, man. We gotta actually dig into like how they can get yeah. to it. Yeah. Films on there. What what was the yeah. process of choosing yeah. which specific films were on the streaming service? So let's dig into it, man. Zumble TV yeah. is live in effect, man. It launched yeah. two weeks ago. Yep, two, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. So it's it's brand spanking new, man. You know this 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 all started in the in a group message, man. You know it was just like at first we creating these films, we like yeah, man, we got to get on Amazon. But I'm like, do y'all you know we look at each other and be like, do y'all know who the fuck we are? Like we gonna create our own streaming service, right? You know, like why we get Giving all our stuff to Amazon, um, but yeah, we, um, you know, we after we did Varnell and saw that process and how that went because it didn't go exactly. It was just like, well, we're not gonna let that happen again. And this is why you do stuff and you learn lessons as you go. Um, you know, so I was just like, man, I want to create a streaming service. And what made me wait so long is because the films prior to the pitch meeting, you know, like y'all know. I don't really be liking shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just I put stuff out when I want to do it, but I knew the pitch meeting was different um, because I knew exactly what I was doing when I wrote that, you know. Strictly business, Maurice versus Mary, keeping up with the Joneses. Like I ain't really know what I was doing, but we did it though. And they don't look bad; they not bad, but there's a certain element that you have to follow, and that's just what it is, right. um, you know. So I was like, when a pitch meeting come. That's going to be the one. And because I know most people, that's going to be their first introduction. And I want to make sure I wanted people to see where we started. When we when you see Strictly Business, the first one on there, you will see where we at versus the pitch meeting. The writing and the look 
I like this like night and day. Yeah. And you could tell there's been a lot of growth from the acting to the directing to the storytelling from that to this. And I want people to see my growth. Like I don't care about people seeing my mistakes and stuff. Like I never cared about that. You know, I make mistakes all the time. And I just I don't care. Like that's I'm human. We make mistakes. So yeah, man, we got the we got this we got the streaming service, one hundred percent black owned. Um, you know, the goal is to create the streaming service with all of these films and eventually, you know, maybe potentially sign a distribution deal with like HBO. Cause like HBO, I'm just using them as an example. They have like a, a, a category of short films. So, you know, we have something that we can show people like that they can actually see. It ain't, we got this idea. Look, we got a streaming service. We did all of this shit by ourselves. And work that somebody else got to do when they buying into you the more likely that they are to invest in you so if we can show that look man we created this all of this stuff by ourselves people would be like oh well imagine what you would do with an extra 10 fifteen thousand dollars you know so that's that's what the ultimate goal is is to build up our library and eventually you know that's what's gonna have to happen we're gonna have to go sit down somebody gonna have to talk to us and on top of that i got Nine, I got ten scripts that, yeah, that, written and done, and I ain't talking about no floozy stuff. I'm talking about some shit that I put a lot of hard work into to get done. So we got we got the foundation built. It's just continuous, it continuous, and it's gonna take some time. You know, this is new. Ain't nobody doing. You know, I how many black streaming services? You know, I'm okay? I don't know none. So it's just. Like, we have to continue to to build this up, you know. And we we create this streaming service. Most of the streaming services are built on other people's content. Ours is built on our own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like we at least we're doing these films. We at least a hundred k in debt trying to build this stuff up, man. You know. But you got to see the large picture. And I see the larger vision, and that's that's you know like I, I got sales on the, I think the last time you know I, I was a poker player, so risk is like in my DNA, you know like you sometimes you got to put them chips all in, and sometimes you're gonna lose, and some when you hit, oh, that's a home run, and it's gonna happen. Nah, man, I I can tell like the conversation we had last time was way different from this conversation, yeah. man, like. You sound more enthusiastic. You sound like you on a road. I'm in. I'm. I'm in my zone, man. Like I'm. Like I said, I'm in my purpose. Like I. I know every day I wake up. I know exactly where I'm going. When I'm praying, I ask myself two questions: Who am I? What's my purpose? And I answer those two questions every morning. And I make sure everything that I do is grounded within those two questions throughout the day. If it's something that's gonna knock me off my purpose. I don't want to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I'm in I'm in my solitude world right now. Like I ain't out. Like I ain't, when I'm shooting a film, doing that. But most of the time, like I'm spending my time alone because I'm trying to create this world. Right? I'm creating this world for myself. So when people come into this world, they know exactly where how how this operate. You got to be able to know. Like you can't just come into no chaotic world. I want people to know. And I, like I said, this could be guy, girl, whoever. This is how I operate. And either you're going to be with the program or you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. But I'm creating my own world. So I'm spending a lot more time with myself. 
um, um, you know, getting to know myself better. Cause like the last two years, don't nobody know, but I was down. Like I was down bad, you know, and I had to pick myself up. I had to dig myself out of this hole. And I finally, you know, walk in the bathroom with my shirt off and I'm like, you doing it now. You doing it. Yeah. And you know, my 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 external my body is 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 like a um testament to where I'm going with, with with my life and internally, you know, like I you know, I still go to I go to therapy once a month, you know, like I I used to go every week, but I still go once a month, you know, just to make sure I'm flossing my brain, making sure that I'm good and like I'm like yeah, like you say, man, this conversation is is totally different cuz the last time we had the conversation, I I got to go listen to it. Because I'm going to remember exactly where I was. I know I'm not where I'm at now or where I didn't even yeah. know um, where I was going. But, you know, like as, as as a man, as any man is listening to this, man, sometimes it's OK to be like, you know, I ain't going to date. I ain't going out, man. Like, I shit, I barely even drink now. Like I used to when let's say, for instance, I get done writing a script or something, I'd be like, I'm going to make me a whiskey sour and watch a movie yeah. or something. But now, like, I don't even, I, I really, I mean, I drink if I go out, but I don't be in the crib like I'm going to have a drink. Like, I ain't did that in, like, two and a half months, you know? Like, yeah. It just, it, it, it don't fit into my purpose and my plan. Right. Sure when I wake up the next morning, like, I hop out the bed and I'm tunnel vision, man. You know, it, it's, it's tunnel vision and people, people gravitate towards you more when, you know, they know you know your worth. And you got some self-value. And all of that is how you present yourself, how you look, you know, how you attack every day. You know, people, people, I know people would be like, somebody asked me, like, how do you get so much done and you be on Instagram? But what people don't realize is, like, I'll post and I'll go. Like, I don't scroll. And then I'll come back and then I'll interact. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm interacting with these people, what I'm doing is I'm building up a rapport. So if I put, if I put out something and I want them to go buy it, like people fucks with me because I'm personable, you know. I'm 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 relatable, and I I'm self-deprecating at times. I make fun of myself. I let people make fun of me, you know. I I've humanized myself and I humanize the brand where people don't think they're dealing with some kind of robot, you know. I be on cussing, you know, in my stories. Who cares? Like none of people care. Like they they be they they be rocking with it, you know. And we built a tribe of people that. I know if, if 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 the smoke come, we got this. I, I got I got my tribe with me, and we ready to roll. You know, so but that's how I do it. Some people, you know, don't need to do it like that, but that's how I do it. I built you know an emotional connection with people. You know, I've made friends off of that. But during the pandemic, like we was doing the game nights, man. Like it, I was like we was making people like feel good you know like yeah bringing joy you know like when i do sing a drink live like i'm doing that you know like i'm coming out of retirement one last time to get it in you know like i i i'm i'm, I'm understanding you know I'm, I'm more confident more assertive you know in in the things that i'm trying to do and you know it's, it's no it's no it's no nonsense over here you know you heard me cussing <laughs> No, I respect that, man. Like I said, man, that conversation different, man. It's, it's hitting different, and I can tell. And um, man, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I've always looked at yeah. you like a big brother, man. So definitely proud of what you've been doing. Good job. 
Before we wrap yeah. up, you give like all your social media, website, streaming service site, all that good stuff. Damn, streaming service, zumbletv.com. Go on there, watch all the movies. You buy, I mean, shit, you can pay more than what it is, you know, because that's how we're going to start using that to be able to continue to create film. Um, you know, get that sing or drink, sing or drink.com, new game, cards for the culture, still there. I'm bringing Martin Trivia back. I don't care what nobody got to say. We just going to have to squabble. Like, that was my baby. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I let somebody take my baby away without right. a fight. Like, no, we get it in. You know, like, I know the risk that come with it. And it's just a risk that I'm willing to take. Plus, I got an email list of 40,000 people on it. Man, please. Yeah. We gonna do that. Um, Instagram, Hello Zumble. My personal Instagram. I'm 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 working on that. I think I'm I'm dropping that. Finally, I'm gonna have my own personal Instagram because I gotta create my own personal brand. You know, I'm gonna be on that with my shirtless. <laughs> I might be on shirtless a little bit, you know, but um, but yeah, like you know, I'm on I'm on Hello Zumble, man. You know, when I post. React to them stories and all at me, cause that's why I'm with it, you know. So, um, but yeah, but other than that, I'm I'm, I'm laying low. I'm I'm in my solitude right now. I'm setting my scene. <laughs> hey, love. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, Jason Gray of Hello Zumble. This is the Do Something Good Today podcast, brought to you by Everybody Juice. Please go listen and stream it on all your streaming platforms. We on everywhere: Stitcher, Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're on YouTube. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We out.